0: Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Morning Bulletin podcast where we round up all the big headlines from overnight concerning Liverpool FC. And to help me run through those headlines, I'm joined on the line by late finisher and early starter Matt Addison. Matt, you joined Guy Clark on the Agenda podcast last night to react to the opening night of the Premier League's return and what it means for Liverpool. Did you enjoy having English football being back on our screens?
1: Yeah, I absolutely did. I'm sure Liverpool fans and fans across the country will, will agree it's great to have it back. And of course, that feeling will will only sort of intensify as we head towards the weekend and, and the Merseyside derby. But yeah, there was a, a couple of, of decent matches, maybe not the best matches in the world last night, but certainly plenty of, of talking points. And yeah, I think the main, the main thing for me is that we've seen a lot of other leagues around Europe and, and it's... Almost a, a relief, really, from a Liverpool perspective, that the, the Premier League's back now, and it won't be too long before we're talking about Premier League champions Liverpool. So, yeah, bring it on.
0: Not at all, not at all. If you'd like to hear more about what happened last night, uh, I do recommend you check out the Agenda podcast with Matt and Guy. But on this podcast this morning, we're going to focus on different stories we hope you find interesting. And we'll start with what the Liverpool Echo learned from Liverpool's latest training session ahead of the Merseyside Derby on Sunday. And these pictures and reports can also be found on the Blood Red YouTube channel. But what have the Echoes been saying on, on the site and in the paper? Yeah,
1: there's a few different bits that, that we've picked up from uh, basically the, the pictures as you say that we've got from, from yesterday's training session and Andy Robertson back in, in training seemingly uh, training as normal with the rest of the squad of course he missed that uh, friendly with Blackburn James Milner filled in at left back and on the in the second half so he didn't play at all in, in that game at Anfield but he appears to be back uh, the slight concern for Liverpool is that Mohamed Salah wasn't pictured Uh, he he also missed that game with Blackburn but we don't know at this stage how serious it is it it could just be a precaution once again it could be that he was maybe doing some individual work inside and and just wasn't pictured for that reason so not I don't think a, a massive reason at this stage to be too concerned I think it wouldn't surprise anyone if Mohamed Salah started at the weekend despite the fact he wasn't in training yesterday but Yeah, there's there's a sort of slight worry in the sense that he wasn't pictured, but at this stage we don't know for sure, so we'll just have to to wait and see, really. But uh, yeah, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain as well, he was back and got a knock in that Blackburn game, but he appeared to be be training as normal. And and finally, Takumi Minamino, he, you know, absolutely, uh, by all admission, is going to be fit and and firing and ready to go. And there was a A fair few pictures of him sort of in discussion with Jurgen Klopp yesterday. And I suppose if Mohamed Salah does have to miss out, then potentially he could be the one to come in. Uh, I don't know quite how uh, that would fit in, but I suppose given what we've seen and and read and heard over the last few weeks, he seems to be in good form. So maybe there's uh, a place in the team for him at the weekend if, if Salah is missing. Maybe you would move money to, to the right. Maybe have Cater on the left and, and Minamino and, and Firmino through the middle. I don't know, but uh, yeah, certainly I would expect to, to see Minamino in some form, whether that's off the, the bench or, or from the start. Probably off the bench, uh, but yeah, we will uh, we will wait and see. And, and yeah, fingers crossed on, on Mohamed Salah. Uh, and of course, if there is any news between now and, and kickoff on Sunday, then. I'm sure we will uh, let you know first and, and let you know everything we know as we know
0: it. Definitely, yeah. Keep an eye on the Echo website for that. And Jürgen's back tomorrow. We've got a press conference, a virtual press conference taking place tomorrow afternoon to preview that Everton game. It's obviously all about the Premier League title for Liverpool this season. Just two wins needed. Beat Everton, beat Palace, no matter what happens with City on on Burnley, that is definitely the title guaranteed. But next season, no doubt they will be determined to reclaim the Champions League that they obviously won in Madrid last year. And The Echo has been reporting on a story that suggests there could actually be extra motivation to, to win the Champions League again next season, Matt. Yeah, I mean,
1: a few weeks, back. Uh, a few weeks ago, we, we sort of discussed the possibility that this Champions League season could be null and void and, and Liverpool could be European champions for... An extra twelve months. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case now because the sort of news yesterday from UEFA was that the, the tournament is going to be played between August the twelfth and twenty third in a kind of mini World Cup style. But it means that the, the Champions League final this year, which was meant to be in Istanbul, has now been pushed back a year. So even though Liverpool are, are out this season, they could still make the final. Obviously, next season they've already qualified for, for next season's competition. So. Yeah, a potential little added bonus for them if, if they can get to the final, it would take them back to to Istanbul, which of course was the location of, of that win in, in two thousand and five. So it will evoke plenty of, of memories for Liverpool fans uh, in terms of the the, the years that follow. Saint Petersburg, Munich, and London was was meant to be uh, next season, the season after, and the season after that. But they've all been pushed back a year as well. So yeah, in twenty twenty four. Uh, which is Jürgen Klopp's final year of his contract, the Champions League final could be in London. So uh, he could be back in uh, a Champions League final in London, which, of course, he did that with Borussia Dortmund in, I think, what was it, 2013? So, yeah. Yeah, could be uh, a couple of uh, little uh, returns for, for Jürgen Klopp and, and for Liverpool in, in terms of the stadiums of, of the Champions League final. But uh, yeah, it, it seems like the rest of this year's tournament will be played out in Portugal. Benfica and Sporting Lisbon's stadiums and sort of new uh, rule changes in the, the, the quarterfinals and the semifinals will be played over one game just to, to make that competition as smooth as possible and I suppose Portugal has been picked really because it's not been badly hit particularly by COVID-19 and also they don't have uh, any teams left Portugal in the in the tournament for this year so yeah it's uh, Going to be an interesting tournament for the rest of this season. A little bit of added uh, motivation for Liverpool. And just a, a final thing, really, a, another little bit of, of interest is that UEFA haven't ruled out the fact that there could be crowds in attendance. Um, so the, the dates there were uh, sort of the, the middle of August, the twelfth, to the twenty-third, and there is still a hope that even if it's only local fans in Portugal or even possibly fans from overseas too, they, they could still be there um, as early as August. So it will uh, we'll keep an eye on that. But of course, that would certainly be interesting in, in terms of when Liverpool fans can maybe get back into Anfield because there was a, a suggestion at one stage that it might not happen to the entirety of next season. I think there there is a little bit of urgency to, to try and speed that process up. So, Yeah, certainly it will be very interesting indeed to see if there are fans when the rest of this season's Champions League does finish.
0: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. It really would. Fingers crossed that'd be such a big boost to to football fans worldwide and it it would be a a big boost to clubs in terms of their finance to get people back through the door. We'll probably stay on the kind of finances front because there's a bit of transfer gossip to talk about, but let's face it until fans are are truly back. you can imagine a lot of clubs will be keeping their powder dry, but that will not stop the rumour mill from uh, continuing and uh, let's go to a player. There's uh, there's players who could probably replace Roberto Firmino are few and far between, but one player who is suggested as someone who could do that is the wall striker, Raul Jimenez. He's been linked with Liverpool a lot in the past, along with a, a lot of the top clubs in Europe, and uh, interestingly, he's actually responded to that speculation, Matt, and it's been reported by our sister paper, The Mirror.
1: Yeah, it's uh, not very often that the players actually come out and directly reference rumours with teams. He mentions Manchester United, Liverpool, Juventus, Barcelona, Real Madrid. So he's he sort of thrown around some some fairly big names <laughs> there. And he says it's it's very cool to be linked with, with these clubs. So he, he's certainly not sort of shying away from the possibility of, of a move. Twenty two goals and ten assists this season. So he's obviously a, a very impressive player. Um, as you say, he he's sort of picked out from, from time to time really as so, a an ideal Roberto Firmino replacement, but I mean, Ralph Jimenez actually is a year older than Firmino, so it doesn't make a great deal of sense really. I think stylistically, of course, they are fairly similar. He does get good numbers in terms of goals and assists, as I say, but it's just for me, there's there's not really any chance of, of Liverpool being interested. Certainly not this summer, and by the time it gets to next summer, he'll be another year older. He'll be 30 before Roberto Firmino will, so it's always good, I think, for, for players to, to put Liverpool's name into the mix. Um, certainly agents and, and different clubs, if they're trying to sell, it will always put Liverpool's name in the mix for, for players. So it does generate a, a little bit of extra interest, I think. But yeah, Whether Raul Jimenez thinks it would be very cool to play for Liverpool or not, it's not what that, that I
0: we'll take that one with a pinch of salt and we may take this next report with a, a pinch of salt but it's uh, it's from the Daily Express I think it originated from media organisations in Italy and it concerns Navicatumat what's this one all about?
1: Yeah even more to, to be honest with you I think Liverpool, apparently, are to sell Naby Keita to ace in Milan and then replace him with another Wolves star in Ruben Neves. So, yeah, <laughs> again, it, it's probably not probably not what's going to happen, but uh, yeah, I don't think uh, Ruben Neves is, is quite as, as good as some of the players that Liverpool already have in their midfield. I think he's, you know, a decent player and certainly one of Wolves' star men, but yeah, very different players as well. It, it wouldn't exactly be a like-for-like replacement. So, yeah, I think, to be honest, it's another one that we've seen a, a few different rumours involving Navigator Cater and, and obviously Ruben Neves has been linked with Liverpool for, for years and years now. Um, but again, I, I don't think it will happen. And to be honest, I don't think Liverpool have got any intention of, of selling Navigator. I think he's, you know, a bit like Minamino, all of the, the reports are saying that over this break, he's impressing, he's doing really well in training and but we know that, that Jürgen Klopp is a huge fan of him. We spoke about him um, earlier in the week about how you know the, the squad clearly like him. They clearly understand how good a player he is. And Liverpool don't make too many mistakes in the transfer market. And I think in, in a few years' time, this might be another one that we look back and, and say, actually, it didn't quite happen straight away. But it was one of those that, that Michael Edwards got right because if he can stay fit and the indications at this stage uh, are that he is fit and and firing he's a a fantastic and and potentially world-class midfielder so yeah I I certainly don't think he'll be leaving and and if he did leave I'm not sure AC Milan would be the destination
0: either No me neither I think they've kind of put two and two together and came up with five because there's some Speculation that Ralph Rangnick, who I believe worked with Navi Keita at RB Leipzig, could be going to uh, AC Milan in some kind of technical director role or manager role, but again, all very much gossip at this moment in time. This this last piece we're going to do is is not gossip, as, as so to speak, but I'm just going to get your opinion on it, really, Matt. It's a story that's on the Echo's website now. It was really well read last night. Uh, it was titled "Liverpool Could Repeat Jordan Shakiri Transfer Trick After." surprise contract snub and in the story tom victor uses statistics to make a case for the reds signing ryan fraser of bournemouth uh you probably have read by now that he's rejected the chance to sign a new short short-term contract with the cherries and now is an effectively a free agent given everything we've said on this podcast and other podcasts over the last few weeks and months and, and the fact that clubs will have to be careful with and be cautious, I should say, with, with any money that they do spend given the coronavirus crisis. Uh, Fraser's a free transfer. Could could you see him ever signing for a club like Liverpool? Maybe he wouldn't get a club like Liverpool in other circumstances, but he is a good player. And the, the kind of statistics Tom Victor uses in this piece does make a, a, a bit of an argument for it.
1: Yeah, I think it, it it's one of those that if he wasn't available on a free and, and it wasn't... The situation that we're in, I don't think there'd be any chance. I think there's a slight possibility of it happening, just because obviously, um, as I say, the, the situation that we're in is that Liverpool will have to be a little bit more clever in the transfer market. But I, to be honest, I don't think he's, he's quite at the level that you want. I think Liverpool over the, the past few years, even when there's been deals that you think, oh, that that might be one that they might go for it's always been that they'd wait and, and they'd go for the perfect player rather than the one that, that might appear to make the most sense at that particular stage. So I think he had a, a great season last season. I think it was something like 14 assists. I think Eden Hazard was the only one who, who got more than he did. He's not been quite as good this season. Uh, he's had a couple of injuries here and there, and, and Bournemouth, obviously, have, have struggled. So look I, I do think he's a decent player, um, but you've got to be a little bit better than a decent player I think to to come into this Liverpool team Um, I can see you know there'll be plenty of of interest around the Premier League I don't think he'll have any trouble at all finding club. maybe a little bit further down maybe even someone like Wolves as as we've talked talked about uh, a few times on on this podcast already I think he'd maybe suit someone like that a little bit more than Liverpool um, and I mean, I I think he was late, maybe in in December or or January, uh, and we reported at the time that Liverpool have no interest in him. I don't think too much has changed since then. I don't think he's been in particularly brilliant form since then for Bournemouth. So, yeah, it's one of those which it does make sense in in terms of it being a free transfer, but I don't think Liverpool are are desperate to add. And and if they do add, it will be probably a a bigger upgrade than, than that, so... Yeah, it's one of those, that I suppose the, the speculation makes sense a little bit more than some of the other mad rumours that we hear from time to time. But for me on, on this one, I, I'm just not completely sold.
0: No, totally agree, Matt. Thanks very much for your time and thanks for everyone at home or work for listening. That's all your headlines for today's Morning Bulletin. Have a great day and just to let you know that Josh Williams and David Alexander Hughes will be with you later today for the analyzing Anfield podcast and they've got actually got a bit of live football to talk about and preview until then bye for now you've been listening to the blood red podcast from the liverpool echo